This is Songwriter's Room, and I am your host, Tomoko. Today's guest is Chris Guerrero. Chris is an international touring artist and piano virtuoso from San Antonio, Texas. He started his musical journey when he was a preteen by joining his father's band. Chris traveled to over 110 countries performing on the world's luxurious cruise lines, five-star hotels in Asia and Europe, and international jazz festivals, and famous casinos on the Las Vegas Strip in the city of Las Vegas, where I currently reside. In 2019, Chris released his first full-length album titled Paradise Road. The album garnered high praise for his ability to seamlessly flow between jazz, bossa nova, Mexican folk music, and Americana. The album garnered high praise for his ability to seamlessly flow between jazz, bossa nova, Mexican folk music, and Americana. All this while showcasing his polished songwriting chops, intricate piano work, and smooth, soulful voice indeed. His latest EP, Vintage Reissue, will be released in the fall of 2020. You can download his first single, Once in a Life, from the EP for free when you sign up for the mailing list on his website, chrisguerrero.com. Also, if you message me what you liked about the song, through my website, tomokomusic.com, then I will pick the two lucky winners, and Chris will ship you his CDs, Paradise Road. Can I get a whoop whoop? (laughs) (laughs) So ladies and gents, please welcome Chris Guerrero. (laughs) Hello, hello, how are you today? I am great, thank you for coming here. It's so good to see you, it's been so long. I know. You know, it's important spotlight, not just big names, but talented, independent artists like yourself who are making living with music, doing, you know, doing what you love to do, because it's that toughest business, really, no joke. And I honestly yeah, love, love, love your album. So thank oh, you so thank much you. for being my guest. No, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. And um, I'm glad you like the music because um, that's really the only reason I release it. I'm not looking for fame and fortune. I'm just looking for people who just appreciate good music. It's fantastic. But you know, you still owe me a sushi dinner, right? Yes, I know. We've been <laughs> trying to do this for how many? God, 10 years, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's if it's 10 years, but you know, I think when we met and then you said, let's do sushi dinner, and then you boom, you moved back to <laughs> Texas. No, I remember now. Actually, I had a, I got a last minute call for a cruise ship job. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I had to I literally like three days notice they gave me. And so I was gone from town oh. just like that. Yeah. The money was too good. And you know how it is when you're. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the money. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, but I'm, I still remember we got sushi dinner. Yes, okay. you do. You have an excellent memory. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's sushi. How can I forget I'm Japanese? Well, Yes, of course. That's right. I was hoping you were going to show me the best sushi in Las Vegas. I will. Because I had been looking. Okay. I'll I will. take you up on it. Next time I see you, we're, we're, we're doing this. Of course. Okay. Promise. So off the bat, may I ask you to give us a little something, something, and give the listeners a little flavor, like 15 seconds, please? 
sure. Did you just play Adlib or is it no, from that your was song? Actually, that's uh, one of mine from um, the first record from Paradise Road. It's an instrumental piece, the only instrumental on the, on the album. It's so beautiful. Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much. Beautiful. So I know you do Facebook Live concert too, right? So how can people find you there? You can search for me. Uh, if you're friends with Tomoko, then you'll, you can find me. My, my name is Chris. If you say it without the without the accent, it's Chris Guerrero, G U E R R E R O, and you can find me there. You can also search. I'm gonna try and transition to my artist page on Facebook. Um, I've I've had more luck on my personal page in terms of drawing a crowd, but a friend of mine is gonna show me how to maximize my crowd on my business page, on my artist page rather. So that is um, Chris Guerrero Music, Facebook.com backslash. Chris Guerrero music and I'll be putting all the concerts on that page anyway so even after I've played them um, I'll put the recording on that page as well I need to add more content to that page so yeah you can search Chris Guerrero music that's also my YouTube channel where all the videos will also be going okay and um, so basically I try and brand everything with Chris Guerrero music that's including Facebook Instagram YouTube all that stuff Okay, so um, you said you joined your father's band. How old were you exactly? I was 10 or 11 years old. I was very, very, very young, <laughs> and I got lucky. My dad um, has always been a full-time musician, mm. so he was working a lot. And um, What does he play? He plays guitar and he sings. Oh. He's actually an excellent songwriter, too. Uh, I'm actually working with him right now. Mm. Um, just before I got on with you, I was working on one of his tunes for his next album. Uh, yeah, so were you playing uh, cover songs or his original music at the time? Uh, cover songs. It was a lot of, um, uh, as you mentioned, I'm from Texas, so we were playing a lot of uh, country, but we were also playing a lot of Mexican music, and then we were playing a lot of um, 70s classic rock and uh, Motown stuff, and I mean, we could mm -hmm. cover so many things in one night, it was, it was crazy. So when did you start playing or writing, first of all, your original music? I think almost as soon as I started playing the piano when I was seven, I started messing around with melodies. And then I had always been a very strong writer in school and you know, mm. in English and stuff like that. And I had always written stories and, and short stories and poems and stuff. So when I started progressing as a, as a musician, the two just kind of went hand in hand. And I got into a performing arts program by submitting an original song I had written when I was like, I don't know, 13, something like that. Yeah, even though I've only started releasing my music under my name um, now, at, and I'm 38 now, uh, I've always written and had other people record my stuff. So um, I've made a living as a songwriter and a musician for the better part of almost 30 years. That's nice. If you're a writer and then you're a great musician, that's, that's just you meant to be a songwriter. Yes. And I, I love songwriting. I love listening to lyrics. It's, 
every time I hear, you think you've heard everything, and mm -hmm. then somebody writes something, and you're just like, wow, how did I not think of that before? Wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, your influences, uh, Stevie Wonder, of course, that's the, I'm a Stevie Wonder fanatics, but I love Michael Franks. He was a massive influence on me. I think I was playing with my dad, and we did one of his songs. Um, it wasn't a big hit, like, it wasn't Popsicle Toes or anything like that. It was another one. I don't know why I'm so happy I'm sad. That's the name of it. And uh, I fell in love with him. I learned all of his Bossa Nova stuff down in Brazil and everything from the Sleeping Gypsy album. And I wanted to write like that. I told I, I was like maybe 13 or 14. And I said, that's what I'm going to do right there. Yes. Yes, I can, I can hear the influences. Yeah. We got to do some Bossa Nova together. Yes, please. I have a ton of tunes. I'm telling you. <laughs> I have a lot. Great. So in your journey, what kind of successes and challenges you had, uh, you would say, as a working musician? Well, speaking of challenges, you know, I struggled for a very long time mm -hmm. with drugs and alcohol very badly. Oh, uh, you kind of shared it on your Facebook. Yes, yes. I'm very open about it because a lot of musicians come to me now and ask me what I did or how I beat it and how I got out of it, you know. And... Um, mm -hmm. It's very difficult, you know, it's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, but it can be done. But even when I was drinking very, very, very heavily, I would still get calls for work because I could still do the gig, but they just didn't have anybody else. I mean, there just wasn't a lot of piano players. So um, mm. I stayed busy even through those years when I was very, very heavy, heavily addicted. So, mm. I mean, that would probably be another part of the struggle of, you know, successes and struggles is dealing with um, addiction and how it weighs down your productivity as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Human is a habit animal. So I'm fascinated by those people who got addicted and then got out of it. So can you share how you got into it and how you got out of it? I went in cold turkey, and um, which you're not supposed to do. I wouldn't advise that. I didn't know this at the time because there's not a lot of material or education on this. So. Um, how, how can you get cold turkey? It's, it's a heavy addiction. You suffer tremendously. I suffered tremendously. Um, you, your body is just constantly craving and rejecting anything else that you put into your body until it gets the fix of the alcohol or the drugs. And um, So you must have had some really big reason and purpose to just keep kicking, you know. I didn't want to lose the life that I was building here back in San Antonio. I was working... Um, a lot i mean like you know five six seven nights a week and i had tons of studio work and um uh just all kinds of great things were going on in my life and i i was going to lose it all mm. if i didn't get my act together so i thought it would be relatively easy to stop and it turned out to be the most difficult thing i've ever gone through uh, mentally and emotionally and physically it mm. was it was hell so but, did, did you have a great a supporting system like yes. your uh, family, friends, and yes. your wife? Every Everything, yeah. Everybody was just at my side. And uh, I didn't share it a lot at that time, so not many people knew. Not many people knew I had that bad of a problem either. But, mm. um, but definitely my wife and um, my family. So mm -hmm. without them, I couldn't have... I may not even be here right now because you never know what's going to happen when you're... That's great that addicted to something but alcoholism runs in my family have very mm. badly so it was very easy for me to pick it up and mm. um i've had wow. family members die from it you know so oh. 
and I should have been more careful, but you know, you're young and you, you learn. Yes. You live and you learn. Yes. So now I'm trying to educate younger guys and girls about the, what can happen. And, you know, maybe I would have recorded my first album 10 years ago if I had been, you know, mm. over. And, but I'm proud of you and I'm glad that you, you know, established you. yourself. Thank you. Like that. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, um, so you didn't have to go to AA meetings, no nothing. I did that. Yeah, I did that for a while. I did all okay. of that. Okay. And then, and then uh, therapy. I, I, I still, I see a therapist. I'm very open mm. about that as well because mm. we don't talk about these things. So I highly recommend anybody with addiction problems speak with a the therapist so you can, it's not just about quitting the addiction. It's also about changing your mindset. Because um, if you just quit, you have a bigger chance of relapsing if you don't work out what caused you to start using in the first place. Mm. So therapy really helps with that. Yeah. Okay. So if you have to pick top three songs that influenced you most, what would they be? Oh, I would say Leon Russell, uh, a song for you. So but song of course, for you. the Donny Hathaway version, right. which is just about the most beautiful piece of recorded music ever. I agree. Because if you haven't heard his version, go look for it. And, uh, it's haunting and beautiful and and uh you really believe it's one of the few times you really believe somebody what they're singing as if though they lived it even though they didn't write it he didn't write it leon russell wrote it but um the way he delivers it you feel the pain in it in, in every every note i think that's one of my biggest influences when it comes to a song right one one of the best male vocalists absolutely one of the most underrated underrated he yeah get the credit he deserves except by musicians musicians love him <laughs> but we know, you know it the general general public isn't fully aware of who donny hathaway was right his life was cut short yes tragically yeah right uh what are the songs that uh you wish you wrote he like you know i i could have wrote that <laughs> bridge over troubled water would be another one mm. that i wish that i had written mm. it's just a perfect beautiful song too Right. Incredible. Did Paul Simon write that? Yes, he did. He did, but he didn't sing it. <laughs> Another one. He told right. uh he told uh our Garfunkel to sing it. Mm -hmm. And then you know they had their problems and that's why they split up. And uh, Paul Simon said that later on in an interview that he kind of regretted letting Art Garfunkel sing the song because <laughs> they would be on a stage and the whole crowd would be going crazy when he'd start singing the song. And Paul Simon would be sitting off to the side being like, man, I wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me, I would have been like, man, I wrote that song and that guy's singing it. But Paul Simon's a different guy. You know, he, he, he had his own, uh, I, I don't know if it's ego or what it is, but um, he was, he's brilliant to say the least. So Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that one. And then there's a guy by the name of uh, Benjamin Biolay. Mm -hmm. He's a French writer. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that he writes is just uh, uh, La Samba... Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's in french it's um you understand french getting there i'm getting there yeah i listen to a lot of french music and um wow i, I speak obviously i speak spanish and and i speak italian and i'm learning mm. french and um but i sing in portuguese and, and french and spanish oh i am jealous <laughs> I, am I traveled jealous. so many years and i had I had people that were around me from these countries. So I would ask them, I say, hey, I want to sing this song. Can you help me with it? And they would say, yeah, no problem. So they'd walk me through how to pronounce everything properly. And, and um, 
But you were all, all, already speaking uh, Spanish, right? No, I did not grow up speaking Spanish. No? I didn't learn Spanish until, I didn't start learning Spanish until I was in my 20s. Mm. And then um, more recently, I've started speaking it more because my wife is from Mexico. So. Oh, okay. Um, she speaks English. Uh, in fact, we only speak English to each other. Mm -hmm. But she pushes me. So she starts speaking Spanish to me and she forces me to speak it, which is good, which is great. I love it. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. But wow. I love languages and I've, I've thought about you know, becoming a linguist and, and I'm just fascinated by language. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, you know, I, I'm a translator. That's what I do besides music. Uh, to I love your, I love your, um, Japan news. Japan news. <laughs> Thank it. you. Especially when you do the words, I'm, whenever you do a word or a phrase or something, I am glued to that, that episode. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm from Osaka and Osaka people has this slang and it's very close to Spanish. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Interesting. A lot, lot of words are similar. Wow. But if you, if you can speak Spanish, you can sing Latin song. If you can speak Italian, you can sing uh, opera. And mm -hmm. if you can speak Portuguese, you can sing Bossa Nova. So right. I would love to, but it's so difficult. It, it takes a long time. You have to be, you have to spend a lot of time with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things that I do in my off time. Um, like when I'd be driving around, I'd be listening to my French lessons. And then I'd listen to French music while I'm cooking or Italian music while I'm cooking. I lived in Italy for a long time. So that's why I spent You did? I did, yeah. How many years? In the, in the hotels. Um, all in all, probably about two, two and a half. Off and on, because I was going to ship contracts, then I'd go back to the hotel and play there and then go back to the ship and back and forth. I didn't come oh. home to the United States for about two years. I just kept oh, going back and forth. I would love to live there. The food and the people. It's just like Osaka. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So um, let's get to the meat of the craft of songwriting. Okay. 